0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: Well, Mr. D. Roy, I feel like I've been seeing a lot of you lately.
2: Well, that's, uh, that's your pleasure, I guess. It is my
1: you're pleasure. You're a lucky man. I, I am a lucky man. Almost as lucky as, as your wife is. Uh, you know... You say my wife's a lucky man? Lucky woman. Okay. I mean, you're a lucky man to be with your wife. All right.
2: Just, just double-checking there. I thought you might have slid a little something in. Getting a little controversial from the start. I uh, you know, me After I, our last episode, I'm all on pins and needles.
1: Uh, we're still getting the uh, FCC investigation...
2: Hey, good thing is our numbers are up because I bought a bunch of robots to
1: listen to us. So. I appreciate that. And, and what, what's going to happen when Spotify comes to buy us like they did Joe Rogan, they're going to see, man, these guys got a lot of listeners. I I don't know how we have listeners all over the world. That is the coolest thing to really think about it is there are people all over the world listening to your insight so that they can make more money buying and selling stuff online. D-Roy. Well, you
2: should come over on the old whatnot at D-Roy Everett and say, hey.
1: He is pushing that, pushing that whatnot. It's fun. It's fun, man. It's a good time had by L. So, you know, I know everybody on the program, uh, the the thing that happens, and I just had this discussion today at work. um, Unfortunately, fortunately, accounting's never going away. Like, when you buy and sell stuff, like, those numbers just keep racking up. You cannot ignore it, Derek. You can't say, you know what? I'm just gonna, you know, bury my head in the sand. You might have used to be able to. I know you didn't because I've done your taxes for a lot of years. You can't do that anymore, D. Roy, because the IRS has sanctioned every one of these online resellers that if you have more than $600 in transactions, they're going to send you a 1099. This is the year it's happening. So it will behoove you. It will save you stress. It will save you so much headache if you start keeping track of how much money you are bringing in, and how much money you're selling right now, Derek. Well, I got
2: I got some things in play, and I'm trying to do that. I got uh, ledgers, as they say, little tally boards. Um, I've been trying to get you to get me a, my reseller's license so I can not have so much tax going out of, of my pockets and and greasing that that wheel that's uh, that we've been talking about for weeks. On the, the, end the
1: squeaky wheel.
2: So. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good thing to do. I, we talk about it about every year, but it's, uh, you want to keep track of what you're spending, where you're spending, how you're spending. After our, our whatnot show the other day, uh, sent my wife to go get us some dinner because it was getting a little later. I have to go to bed, and I still have to get everyone's stuff packed up. And it, it's a uh, it's a little different, you know. It's just different. Will and animal, but after the show, I just pack up everything while it's there and I ship it out because it's pretty easy to ship uh, with with their platform. Um, but anyways, it takes a little time. So I knew, hey, I'm not going to have time to, to go cook or do anything. And uh, she calls me as she's at the, the drive-thru because that's what you get when you go out to get something real fast. She says, should I use your, your business card? Because we write that off. I said, we just did a two-hour show. <laughs> yeah, you can write that off. That's why we didn't cook dinner tonight. So, I mean, there's there's things like that, opportunities. I know I always say it like that. Adam is is good about helping you find ways where... You know, is this trip, is this a business trip, is it a fun trip, or did you go resourcing, did you go thrift shopping, uh, were you, you know, looking at products, did you go to a convention of some sort, whatever it might be. So uh, there's ways to make things tax-deductible, but you got to keep records of all these things. Uh, you have to show that you were spending money there and you got to track that money, like I'm saying. Uh, did I make money on it? You know, all that kind of stuff. And if you're trying to come up with this at the end of the year, it's not going to happen. I've been there and done that. Thank, thankfully, I got Adam. Uh, he, he gave me some good advice. He's always about separate bank accounts, separate cards. I got a couple cards that are just, just uh, for business. So when I look and I say, oh, man, that's a couple thousand dollars this month. What went on there? And then I go and say, oh, I bought some supplies from Phil. Oh, I bought a couple of things from some people to resell. And I I sold $1,000 worth of shipping, apparently. So uh, that's where that went.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, and, and then at the end of the year, I, I sent out the report, and it says, you know, we spent this much on shipping. I spent this much buying products. I brought this much in. And here's all the transactions.
1: Uh, it, it's funny, you know, I was I was working on a, a tax return, and, you know, if I were to say, Derek, you had $86,000 in travel, what would you think?
2: I think, man, I must have I went somewhere. I must have done something good.
1: <laughs> Which you know you when you throw out that kind of but when you have a million dollars in sales, that number isn't you know isn't crazy because you know there's a lot of companies that you you might now that the pandemic is well the the travel restrictions are gone and you know people are getting out, you know there's a lot of in person conferences, those kind of things. That's not a crazy number, you know what I mean, especially if you have a team of three or four or five people and you know you do twenty twenty five thirty five conferences. You know, those numbers aren't crazy. That's what I try and tell everybody. When you look at your overall numbers, which you need to know, you need to track, does it seem ordinary and necessary? That's really the, the IRS test. That's the, are they going to let you write this off? Is, is it a part of your business and is it necessary? Then they say, oh yeah, you know what, you're right. That, that does meet the uh, requirements so that it can become a deduction but the only way for you to know that is to keep track of it. So I, I, I periodically think about that, especially when I, you know, I sit down and think like every single day, you know, you're spending money, you know, unless you have a reconciliation of that, then, you know, nine months later, you're like, Oh my goodness, what did I spend in June? How did I spend, you know, $370 on Amazon? What was that? What was it? I don't know what it was. How did I spend, you know, you know, four hundred and seventy-five dollars at the UPS store. Well, that was refunds. That was this. You know, I bought okay, some supplies. those
2: numbers are kind of big. I, uh, I'll go. I know you're not the big Venmo guy, but uh, I was. You know, going through and I had all these Venmo things that are attached to to an account. I thought, how did I spend that much on Venmo? And who are these? Who are these people? So I thought maybe I got hacked or something. So I have to go back and. And thankfully, they kind of have a display ledger and stuff. And I thought, oh, that was for. Okay, that's when I bought this okay, that's when I bought that, because you have your little thing, and you kind of track it, and it all adds up, but uh, it was it was nice to see that, and that's, I mean, some people think that's kind of stupid, and you can hide it, or whatever, but it's kind of nice to have that transparency to say, you know, if something does come out, I just send out a screenshot of, hey, this was for this item, and this is who it was with, and, you know, whether it's not, it's, I was getting a card, or I was buying into a participation at work tournament that was going on with <laughs> a, a college team in, in March, or something like that, but, It's just nice to know where it goes because, yeah, if if not, I mean, unless you got a photographic memory and even then you're going to have a hard time going back 12 months to say, why was I eating at Hardee's in, uh, you know, the center of the state or something? Was I sourcing or was I driving down to visit Grandma?
1: I just did, in fact, just going talking today in the middle of the state, somebody that we know, uh, a client spent $103 at Carl's Jr. We thought One transaction. One transaction. Well, that's a lot of famous stars. Apparently, this guy did, did uh, you know, a ten for a t- ten for ten. But you know, inflation's a, a real thing. So, tell me, he was by himself? <laughs> no. Uh-huh. Well, I don't. I don't know. I didn't get the details. But uh, you know, one of the we were looking at transactions. That is the. I, I'm not going to lie. That's one of the funner things about accounting is you learn a lot about people by what they spend their money on. You, you learn a lot about the number of transactions that people have. Um, where they spend their money, you know, what they're doing. Um, So I'm going to just pull back the curtain here for a minute there, D-Roy. Are you you all right with that?
2: Well, I mean, I can edit it out if I'm not. So uh, that's that's, that's where the curtain can get drawn.
1: If somebody were to look into your bank account, what would be something that maybe maybe they're like, I didn't know that about that guy.
2: They'd say, that's a lot of money for OnlyFans. (laughs) Um, I'm sure I mean it depends how well they know me there's, <laughs> there's a lot of people that probably would think uh
1: a couple of our listeners
2: uh, well, our listeners know I resell and stuff, so I don't know i mean i I don't know what they'd think
1: they depends how much you know about me i guess uh, I, that's that's a respectable answer what What if we opened it up and showed it to your mom? What would your mom be what would your mom think
2: I th- I think she'd uh i she'd say okay that's how that's how we went to Hawaii I guess um, <laughs> I don't know what she'd think. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do it and say, Look at this, what do you think? I uh, do you mean going but down line yeah, by line yeah, on Yeah, yeah. She'd probably say, Yeah, you spend a lot to like you buy a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think they'd be surprised with how much uh how much I'm actually sourcing and buying on on a on a weekly daily thing and how much uh how much does and doesn't come in, uh, shipping, how much business uh, I do with uh, you know, the post office or whatever. That kinda of surprises me every month when I know what's coming, so
1: I think transparency is, well, it's a great thing, and it's also, you know, a delicate thing. But for some reason, we've made it to where, especially with our kids, especially with, you know, our people that we work with, our kinfolk, if you have nothing to hide, there's no reason to hide anything. You know, if if there's something that you're trying to teach or educate, um, you know, that's a whole idea. If you're not explaining, you know, business attributes to your children— um, you know, they're, they're going to have poor habits when, when they get older. And that's one of the things that, you know, I know your mom and dad, I know them pretty well, you know, we kind of grew up in the same type of household. like your parents worked; they did everything they could and, and they, they worked hard and you know, each generation you want to continue to do better. And the only way to do that is to explain, here's the things that I've done, right. Here's the things that I have done wrong. What can we do better together so that you can continue to move forward?
2: Yeah, I think you could uh, probably say this, too, where you got, you got children, but uh, I think each kid's individual. Each kid's different, uh, definitely different than what you thought when you were going to have kids before you met the kid. But once you have the kid, it it makes sense. Uh, this is why I've seen just looking at, you know, nieces, nephews, friends, kids, uh, kids around the neighborhood and stuff like that. Um, but you can kind of tell from, a, from an early age kind of what drives them. Where's that motor at? Is this kid, you know... Uh, going to be educational? Is he going to be like a scholar kind of thing? Is this kid a hustler? Do I got to kind of worry that he might be, uh, you know, selling the pearls off the sideline to make a little extra money? Or is this a business guy? You know, is this going to be an athletic guy, a kid? Is this, this woman going to be, you know, going in the business side of the world? Or does she want to stay home raise a family kind of thing? Or or hybrid of both? So I think uh, from a parent's perspective, they probably can kind of see the path that's going down. And at some point in life, you try to have conversations or, or intersect and say, you know, hey, listen here. I, I know this is probably your end goal. In order to get there, here's some things that I have learned when I was doing this journey. As if you're giving good parenting, I don't know. You'd say, you know, I, I, I was, you know, trying to make it top of uh, the ladder to it, the business. And, and that's fine. You can do it. But if you're going to do that, you have to sacrifice these things. Or if you want a good family life, you're going to have to focus here instead of there. If you want to, you know, maybe not sell on eBay, but if you want to be in business, you got to learn that, you know, you have to find things at a lower price and sell at this price. And here's, here's some mistakes that have happened, or here's some things I've seen along the way and, and kind of almost be coachable at that point. And and then the kid on that end has to listen and, and uh, take that information and actually apply it. And it's not only just from parents and things, you got, you know, teachers, you got uh, other people that you interact with, you got coworkers, sometimes people have been in, you know, those positions a lot longer, every now and again, you'll you'll rub shoulders with maybe like a CEO type, maybe your dad has a bunch of golfing buddies, and a lot of kids go in and they're kind of wet behind the ears and, and dreaming of playing the Nintendo Switch or whatever when they get home, and and they miss a lot of opportunities for uh, life lessons that come their way, where you have an interview with somebody that, that a kid straight out of college or something would pay thousands of dollars or, you know, an entrepreneur or whatever would give thousands of dollars to have you know two hours on the golf course you know driving around in a car listening to this guy talk about business or asking questions but they say that youth is uh, wasted on the young because you don't know <laughs> what you know later on in life of the opportunities that you might have you know maybe your grandpa or who knows have there's a lot of people that have a different life experience that you probably didn't take advantage of at the time when you had access to them but now looking back trying to i mean we're talking to a certain audience that's trying to make a little extra side hustle that's who's Yes, yeah. who's listening to us? Majority of, of of the listeners are wanting to make a little extra cash in their lives and try to figure out how to do that or keep motivated doing that. And so, if you had the opportunity to talk to somebody that ran a successful business or you know was able to make himself uh, financially independent or, or whatever your goal is, uh, when you're our age or when you're doing this, man, to have five minutes of that guy's time, very, very, uh, I mean, very valuable. When you're when you're 10, 12 years old, it's just some old guy that, you know, you ran into at the store or whatever. Right? Yeah. And, and you're more likely to get their time when you're younger than when you're older because they're like, oh, this kid is interested in what I'm doing. You know, he might have potential whereas when you're older, it's like, oh, this guy just wants my money. Get him off my porch.
1: I, exactly. And you know what? I think that's the, the same thing. You have to take your opportunity when you have it because you never know. Like, you just, uh, there, there's, the, there's this guy that I really like. You only get one shot. You know, it's a pretty popular song. You know, and you, you got to take it when you get it, or you're going to end up with you know mom spaghetti all over you. And, and well, he was nervous. It, he was a little nervous, and then that's what happens. Can I tell you uh, something that happened to me last week? Are you sure? I was pretty nervous. Was mom spaghetti involved? Uh, I, luckily, I hadn't eaten yet. Um, he said, "I have another business. Um, I I sell off road wheelchairs. It's kind of this thing. I, I you know saw people selling stuff online." Got into this thing, and, and it was a really, you know, really cool product that I got behind. And, and to be honest, I mean, I'm I'm the Reggie Jackson uh, of of the group. I, I'm the straw that stirs the drink. Uh, you know, Mr. October. Well, yes, um, we'll wait. Still waiting to hit some home runs in the World Series. We're getting there, but you know, we've continued to do this process. It's been about four years, and I'm continually learning. It's re- very, very rewarding. Um, you know, getting people outside that have it, but. Um, The guys that I work with, they were chosen to speak at the state PTA conference. Um, You know, the Parent Teacher Association, you know, apparently, you know, people, you know, that are involved in schools, very, very, you know, people that are involved in their community, help with their kids, a lot of uh, very influential, um, you know, very woman-based kind of organization. So they had uh, three speakers at this. It was a two-day conference, three keynote speakers. Uh, we're here in the, the great state of Utah, uh, the current governor. Um, he's from Fairview. Um, I've met him a couple times, still trying to you know, get him to, to go out on some hikes. I mean, you know, we've gone, done some iconic hikes in, in getting people outdoors. Anyways, his wife was one of the speakers. Um, our guys were the second speaker. Mrs. Governor. Mrs. Governor, the, the first lady. And your guys. And our guys. And then the following day was uh, your favorite, um, the previous governor. His wife was also there speaking. So you have the first lady. God bless that lady. The former first lady. Been through a lot. And, and and our guys. And it's like you know it's like one of those things like one of those things don't belong. One well, of these things just isn't like the other. Yes. Hasn't been married to the governor. No, no, they they have or been the governor. Um, so anyway, I listened to the first. You know, she she talked about you know several things, and it was it was a you know kind of her aspect. I listened to our guys. Totally different, you know, energy. Totally different story, you know. But after... Um, What's your guys' I, speaker fee? That might have been where they got them. No, it was free. They, they paid for us to be there. Well, they didn't. They invited us to be there. Yeah, you need to have the speaker fee. They need to pay you and, and give you some benefits. And, and that's where we're getting to this. These guys did amazing. Like it was, it was a really, really good touching story. A lot of good things into it. But after the, 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 the governor's wife spoke, I went to go talk to her. And I'm not a very nervous guy. Uh, there aren't a lot of situations where I'm concerned about you know what's other people think, but I kind of locked up, man. Not, not going to lie, I, I kind of got the old A little clinchy, a l- little clinchy. I didn't quite know the the right way because you only get you know two minutes if 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 you're. You did know, you say
2: lucky. you say my buddy D Roy does a killers podcast in which your husband is liked? I, I did but break the ice. My buddy Jimmy and Derek.
1: I, I see. I should have, you know, you always have hindsight, you always have... I understand you're fans of uh, of the killers. Uh, produce a podcast
2: in in uh, where I produce a podcast, and and by the way, segue.
1: Yeah, that's what I should have. I should have been there
2: for you. I'm sorry, I'm not a very good wink man.
1: That's, that's a, you know, I, I didn't think about that. But I, I tried to, uh, to, to you know, um, I don't know, get as much information out as possible. And, it's the
2: elevator pitch.
1: Yeah, and I and I didn't know how it went, but... Apparently, I think we were pretty well. Now we're we uh, having an event where we'll be um, hosting with the uh, Special Olympics. Nice. We'll be at the Special Olympics uh, here at a future event. I, I think it's actually, you know, very, very soon. But all that was because of that quick two-minute. I have been trying for, for years to kind of work into this saying, hey, what you're doing is amazing. Let us come in and help also. Um, you know, and it, it apparently it worked. But that was kind so, of my... my so these
2: wheelchairs that you make are... They're different than your average wheelchair. Yes. They're, uh, they're more uh, sturdy. They're better for outdoors, Absolutely. more mobile. Is the Special Olympics going to allow them, or is this performance-enhancing uh, Special Olympics, you're going to get some guys banned?
1: Here's the problem, and, and I mean this in all seriousness. The people that use our wheelchairs, they're the forgotten of the world. Like, they've never been able to be included in any kind of event because they didn't, they, they didn't exist. There was no avenue for somebody in a wheelchair, because most people when they think of a wheelchair, you know they have their arms and they and then they wheel themselves. But again, I, I got into the space not knowing a lot uh, about anything really. There is countless number of people that don't have the ability to use their own arms, and, and they want to be involved. I mean, why not? You know, and and that's kind of the whole idea is how do we get these people involved who you've never even thought about? They've never even been able to be included they never been able to be on the sidelines. So to your answer, yes, I want them to be involved because then they're to have performance enhancements because they've never been able to be there. I don't know if you know this about me, Adam. I don't know that I've ever shared this with you. Uh-oh.
2: And uh it's going with the topic that we're on. Did you know that my dad's uh, grandmother was in a wheelchair for uh, a lot of her life? Did not know that. She was involved. There was an accident up at the Nebel Loop. Oh oh they, they had an accident. They fell off the, off the mountain, actually. It was... Pretty scary, especially for back in those days. And uh, she was in a wheelchair for for a lot of her life. I didn't know her that well as my great-grandmother. I was very young at the time she passed. But uh, my my grandmother took care of her. Uh, My dad, you know, obviously had a grandmother relationship with her. But uh, it wasn't easy, I know that much. And pushing around a wheelchair that time, uh, they liked to go camp and do different things and garden and that kind of stuff. I haven't ever asked my dad about it. I know we've had him here as a guest, but I'm sure uh, what she was uh, hobbies and, and interests, uh, before the accident, after the accident had to change a great amount, because like you're saying, you can't participate in certain things,
1: uh, when, when you're limited on where you can get to. Yes. And, and that's exactly it. And, and I, I, I don't know how we, how we got here, but that's what I'm, there there's, uh, I, I had a chance and I, and I took it and, you know, and, and I had an opportunity to speak with the governor's wife. And it it went well and where it leads to. You never know kind of where those conversations and that's what you have to be willing to teach each other is is who cares if you fail. Like you you have to try something. You're never going to get where you want in life by sitting on the sidelines and, and waiting for somebody else to give it to you. You have to go get it.
2: And the weird thing about that is I think we care a lot more about what we think others will think than what others will actually think. If Adam had went to this and went and talked to the governor's wife and she shut him down and said, I want nothing to do with you, whatever, and he's sitting here saying, man, it was a bad experience, she told me no, she didn't want anything to do with us or whatever, I don't think, well, what a loser, why would you even try that? You should have known better than that. But in your head, you're thinking, well, what if she says that? So what? Who cares? If I'm trying to sell something on eBay and I put it up for $250, am I worried about the guy that's going to say, boy, that's way overpriced. I can't believe you're asking that for that. Or do I want the person that says, I've been looking for that all my life? here's my money, take it, like, or I'm sourcing things, well, you're never going to sell old t-shirts for a garage sale, why are you wasting your Saturday mornings, but in the back of your head, you're like, why am I up at six in the morning to go hit a garage sale, because who's even going to want, like, we self-doubt ourselves quite a bit, and, uh, you know, me and you are into sports, we like sports, we talk about sports a whole lot, uh, but they have, like, in, in the NBA especially, they'll talk a lot about it, NFL, uh, college is a little different, but Teams will build and they'll say the window is only open for the short amount of time to see if they can take the opportunity when the window's open, win the championship. And when it closes, man, it closes fast. Yes, it does. I think in life there's there's something similar to that is uh, you build up and you'll have certain opportunities in life where an opportunity, the window opens for you. Uh, doesn't matter what your business is. There's You, know, you can be an advancement. You can go uh, path A, path B. You can start a business. You can work for whatever you do. When that window opens, it's not open very long, but you can go through it and you can make that advancement. Um, or sometimes it's a door that leads you down a different path or whatever. And I think the the biggest uh, the biggest thing that holds us back usually is ourself and that self doubt of um, what what if I go through that and I lose my job or or I fail or man I buy that pallet worth of whatever and I'm stuck with them in my garage. Who cares? Sell them at the yard sale.
0: Yeah.
1: Get rid or, of them.
2: Get rid of them. Donate them. Tax write off. Yeah. Whatever. But, uh, but what happens if you do buy them, and you quadruple your money, and it puts you in a whole new place where you can afford a new car for your family, or a new house, or a trip, or whatever you're after? So, I mean, like we talked about, uh, I think it was last episode. You got to do your due diligence. We're not just saying go out and buy a, a you know, a pallet full of popsicle sticks that have been used and, and try <laughs> to sell them to a, uh, you know, uh, whatever the neighborhood kid and tell them that it's a, a popsicle, but. Uh, you know, you're going to have some angry parents and you're going to have some angry kids. But if, you know, opportunities make sense and you're in a place financially where you might have to risk a little bit to get it, that window's open for a short amount of time. If you don't buy it, you think about it for a week and you go to buy it and sorry, that's sold to somebody else. Now they got that opportunity. You got to find the next one. And I mean, I don't think there's, I think there's times in the life where there's certain windows that do open that are kind of the golden window that can make big decisions that can, you know, take you places or whatever. But there's a lot of little windows too. Yep, and I think there's always opportunities if you're if you're willing to if you're willing to look for them and if you're willing to take those chances. Sometimes you network a little bit and hey, now I'm friends with the governor's wife, we're doing that and it leads down to, you know, who knows where it leads. And, hey, now I'm selling this stuff and this guy's got this opportunity. now. I got a wholesale license and I can go and I can get into these other things. I can get into these other areas. So instead of just selling a card for a dollar, I can buy cases at wholesale prices and I can, you know, open a card shop or I can get into video games or I can get into whoever knows NFTs. I'm making my own NFTs. I'm making my own uh, wine like Gary V did. Who knows? Whatever you're into, there's, there's a path to get there. And, uh, man, I don't know how we got down this road, Adam, but I'm glad we did. I,
1: I'm just saying don't sit on the sidelines. Get out there and, and swing the bat. Go go attempt to, to do something different. I guess do something different, you know, do something case, for the first case time. says
2: you strike out and you wait through the batting order and you're back up again. And he might ground out that time. That's okay. You're still in the game.
1: It's like your buddy Moonlight Graham. He took his one shot. He got out to the field. You know, he at least got to swing. He smelled the grass. You know, go out there and be a... Moonlight field. Yeah. Yeah. Go out and do it. Go out out and try something that you haven't before. Because you never know where it's going to go, D-Roy.
2: But don't go chasing waterfalls.
1: Oh, wow. That being said, D-Roy, there is no place that you're going to get more random 90s... Uh, Music um, references than here. And there's two things in life that are for certain, buddy. That's your death piles and your taxes.